Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the Genre Distraction Podcast. I'm Court. And I'm Brad. We've been podcasting together for about 10 years now, and if you are a Sons of Anarchy fan, you may have listened to our old Watchers of Anarchy podcast that we had a long time ago. Also, we have a Brad and Court Talk podcast over at purefandom.com where we cover all things sci-fi like 12 Monkeys, Van Helsing, Wynonna Earp, Krypton, The Magicians, and more. That's right. And if you are watching Freeform Siren or Sci-Fi Some Magicians, which just kicked off their new seasons, make sure you check out our weekly Brad and Court Talk reviews over on SoundCloud or iTunes. Yes, definitely. But this podcast, we're just going to you know go over some shows that we like that we're not covering anywhere else. Yeah, um, we, we also did Sci-Fi Rewind, and if you listen to that, you know we like to ramble a lot about a lot, about a lot of things. So right. we were trying to figure out what we were going to do with this one, and genre distraction sounds great because it goes with our ramble theory. Yeah, we get distracted a lot. <laughs> Would you, you should say, hey, squirrel. Yeah, squirrel, <laughs> it's over around there somewhere. So yeah, that's yeah, what this is going to be. Bring it back. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're starting off this one. We're talking about The Passage. It just came out on Fox. We... Didn't, we're not going to totally review the first episode. We're just going to do a little recap on it. Jump into the second, and we'll cover it from there. And we'll throw some other shows in there, too, as well as we go along. If you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter. She's Jen Dev, and I'm Brad ZB. You can also email us at genredistraction at gmail.com, and we'll you know be happy to talk to you. You got suggestions for stuff you want us to cover or anything like that, just let us know. I mean, we're, we're open for a lot of things. We'll probably yeah, just let somewhere. us know what you're watching, like what movies you can't wait to come out, like Captain Marvel. Right. We'll probably throw some Netflix right? like, stuff who's, in there, Who's too. alive? Who's dead? Who's alive? What? They're all dead. Yeah, well... They're all dead? Yeah, I think they're all dead. Is the Night of the Living Dead? Yeah, Night of the Living Dead. I like that show. Nice. Yeah. I love... And that should be a show. Yeah, that'd be... Well, the, I... I don't know. Do we need more zombie movies on TV? I don't know. Oh, hey, we need all the zombie movies if they're anything like The Train of Busan, which oh, was an amazing God, movie. Yes. yes. Well, you know I'm a big zombie person anyhow because like my first published works were like zombie stories and a zombie novel and blah, blah, blah. I Z Nation, another podcast that I do on the, on the other side, but anyhow. Zcast. Zcast, <laughs> the big thing. We've been covering Z Nation since, you know, it started on sci-fi until it ended on sci-fi, but it hasn't, it was not renewed by sci fi. There's still hopes that it goes somewhere else, like Netflix or wherever, like other shows have done, like The Expanse, which we will probably talk about when that comes Absolutely. out. Absolutely. I can't because wait. We love that show. And yeah, we're going to probably dive into some Netflix, some uh, Amazon, some Hulu stuff occasionally. You know, we're, we're going all over there, place. We're good to go. But what's this episode about? What are we talking about? Okay, so we're talking about Fox's new show, The Passage. It has uh, Mark Paul Gosser and young actress Sanaya Sidney, who is amazing. Oh, like, I love she's her. a great little actress. Me too. Me too. Um, it also has uh, a familiar face for those who loved Lost. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Penny's boat, Brad. Not Penny's boat. I have said that before. That is a boat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And for those who are not familiar, uh, the passage is based on the trilogy by Justin Cronin. It's a great set of novels. If you haven't read the books, go check them out. They're really great. Uh, and I say this as a person who's just started them, but like I've heard things and like from what I've read so far, they're amazing. So, yeah, uh, the show itself and the books, it's, the, it's based on this one plot. When a botched U.S. government experiment turns a group of death row inmates into a highly infectious group of vampires, like th- that's where they went wrong. Like 
government was experimenting on people. Like, mm -hmm. just don't do that. Um, an orphan girl might be the only person able to stop the ensuing crisis. So that's our young heroine, Sanaya Sydney, who plays Amy. Yeah. So in the first episode, so we're not going to do a deep, deep recap of the first episode. Uh, we're just going to go over some of the basics that happen. So we have Jonas and his partner, Tem. Uh, they go down to South America because they're trying to look for a cure. And we get more information in episode two, which we're going to jump into in a second. Well, they're, they're looking for some uh, all cure for all the disease or whatever. And, uh, of course, they approach a cage where this dude is in there. And he looks really decrepit. And the kid is basically tell them to run away. And... Um, Jonas's partner, Tim, he just approaches the cage like it's no big deal. Like, Brad, why does that happen? I don't understand. You're a scientist. Not you, but this dude's a scientist. Right. Um, like, what is he doing? Well, you know, actually, if you're walking through the jungle for, like, hours and days and stuff to find a cave that has this 250-year-old guy in it, the first thing you want to do is not go up and go, hey, man, how you doing when the cage is open? And like, Yeah. Especially with the kid is running away actively. With a bucket of blood, mind you. These are things yeah. that you should know because we realize that people should watch horror movies because these are things that tell you not to do. You don't you don't go and do that stuff. No. Yeah. There are rules and they broke most of the basic rules. Right off the uh, bat. Opening scene. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, this is what kind of sets up everything that we're going to see on the show itself uh, where... Tim has been infected and has become a, well, we're not going to call it a vampire. Yeah. Uh, he's just, he's the infected. He, he's infected. He's not a vampire. He just likes to drink blood. Exactly. Right. But he, he can't, he doesn't have any of the diseases that befalls regular humans because of course he's not human anymore. Well, he after just, he got bit, I mean, when Jonas first saw him, you know, thought he was going to die. He came, comes walking out and he doesn't have the wound in his neck anymore. He's just he's totally healed. fine. Yeah. He feels better. Yeah, that breaks down later on when he kind of we see him later right. in the and day, all kind of staring we, off into space. And we find out in the first episode um, that they have been experimenting on these death row inmates, and like it's been working where they've been using this treatment on them, but where they've been healthy for what almost 30 days uh, depending like, on the, the decline would start right. and like they would go insane or just start like drinking gallons of blood well they were they weren't necessarily insane but they just weren't responding anymore they were like they're kind of like brain dead or whatever they were kind of going with that fact because like some Tim, of them right some of them but they had the the one the one girl the blonde right i'm gonna, I'm gonna remember these names she was just sitting there uh watching people Yes, and we find out that they can invade your, invade your dreams. Right, and her name was Shauna. Okay. So she's just sitting there watching people, and they're all just kind of sitting there watching people, and they're not really doing anything. It's kind of creepy. They are doing something. Like, they're slowly able to make some kind of mental connection with these people right. that they they exploit later. Yeah, we didn't really find that out too much until the second episode. Well, we found that out a little bit in the first episode right. where Shauna, she invades the dreams of like the one security guy, mm -hmm. the one who hires Brad, his old friend. Right. So, of course, we find out um, that Brad is tasked with another guy to go and get Amy because of she, she she's orphaned now. So she has no one who would look for her in the world and um, no one who would miss her if she's gone. Like that was really sad when she said that at the beginning of the show. Well, uh, Dr. Major Nicole Skye, she was the one who kind of came up with things like, OK, so the older you are, the faster it progresses on you. So it's like Tim, you know, it progressed really fast with him. 
And the younger the people were, the longer it took for the the vampire disease or whatever it is to take them over, which is why she got to the point of like, if we get a child, the child should be fine. You know, shouldn't have any of these issues, which is how we get to the point of sending off to go find Amy Belafonte. Yes. And Brad does that initially, but then he has misgivings about what they're delivering this this little girl into. Like he's been working with with this agency already for a while and helping to, to deliver the death row inmates. But now this is completely different because he has like this little girl and it makes him remember his own little girl who mm-hmm. we found out has passed away. Right. So that's basically where we are. Like Brad decided that he couldn't go through with it. Like he basically took them on the run and then he took them off of the run and turned them in. And I don't know what he expected to happen, especially with the shadow group following them. Well, I mean, he, we we go over the whole fact of at one point in time, they say, you know, uh, Brad, not me, the other guy, Brad is not (laughs) the person you want on the run because, you know, you don't want him off the reservation because he has like a massive military background. Mm -hmm. And we see this as, you know, he takes Amy, he he loses his partner. First, he like beats him a couple times, but, you know, he, he knocks his partner out when they're at the uh, carnival because Amy wanted to go to the carnival. And he's like, you know, whatever, we'll stop and get the unicorn for you and all that stuff. But he leaves them there and they go to the sheriff's office to kind of like, t- uh, they see the sheriff at the gas station when he sees his face up on TV. He does call his ex-wife at this point, too. But that's when he turns himself in. So he wants her protected from these people. He doesn't know what they're doing, but, you know, it's probably not a good thing if they want a child for it. Right. But the cop calls the feds or whatever. They have that warrant out. So they're coming. The feds are coming to get them. The, the shadow group is coming after him. And this is that point where we see Brad just totally badass up and just literally, we find out later, he killed six people in that whole entire thing. Yeah. Know? And they escape and they're, you know, cruising down the road. And that's kind of where we left off at is like, you know, he was seriously taking care of Amy. And like Amy said, you know, I don't leave you. You don't leave me. They had this whole bonding thing that happened during this. Oh, my God. Like that was my favorite thing in the whole. Well, that's been my favorite thing of the show so far with the two episodes that we've seen. Oh, definitely. And the the way that we the way the episode was lined up in the pilot, like with him picking her up and then them going and to the carnival and him escaping with her. Like they filmed everything in sequence. Like that, that's when they first initially met like the actual actors. Like that's when they were getting to know each other. Like they, they shot things as the actors were bonding with each other and you could totally see that. Oh, definitely. And they hit it off too. I mean, the, these two actors are are, are wonderful. Their chemistry is perfect together. And you see that whole father daughter thing just take off right there. Exactly. I, I just I love the way he was taking care of her even before we found out like that he had a kid who died. I knew he was the dad. Right. And especially when they're shooting the, the little gun there for the unicorn, you know, and the guy's like, hey, buddy, well, no, there's even other before people. that, like um, when the guy's the other, his, his other his partner slapped her. Oh, yeah. I need to say, I'll do that again and I'll kill you. Or, or yeah. Back or something. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I like and, like, and then he went back and checked on her and yeah. Amy's like, wait a minute, what's going on? You just kidnapped me. What are you what are you asking me? It got her to crackers and a soda and everything else like that. Yeah, it was great. I mean, like, what if they don't have ginger ale? Like, he knew all like the little dad things. Oh yeah, and the whole part the, at the carnival, the guy was like, you know, there's other people in line. He's like, I don't care, dude. I will 
<laughs> messed them up. Yeah. And, I kind of like that they went that way because they could have so easily written it the other way where he's a bachelor and like he's never been around kids and he's a fish out of water with that whole thing. Right. And like, no, like he kn- he knows what to do. Which is why he goes on a run with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, if he hadn't had a kid, I don't know that we, he would have broken protocol to protect her. Right. Like he had that whole thing, especially after talking to his ex and kind of reliving those feelings. Mm-hmm. And his ex is getting married because she yeah, wants to have another But kid. if he says, like, she won't do it, like, you say the word, it's not going to happen. That is a bad basis for getting married. Yeah, that's not really a g- I'm pretty sure the guy that she's engaged to does not know about that part. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's not marrying that guy. Yeah, I, well, I don't see that. I just, either. I just hope she's not going to die. I don't want to. I, I haven't read, like, I haven't read all the books, okay. but I don't know what's going to happen. I just don't want her to die. Yeah. Like, I'm already on that ship. Leave me alone, Brett. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Well, that's the basis <laughs> for the first episode. You want to? Should we just jump into the second episode? Um, yeah, we can go ahead and get started with the second episode. It was titled "You Owe Me a Unicorn" because yep. he lost her other one. How uh, dare yeah. you, Brad? It was so fluffy. <laughs> So Amy and a wounded Brad seek refuge with Brad's ex-military instructor, and she is badass. I hope she's okay, because I want her to come back. Dr. Lear reflects on the decisions that led him to involve Fanny in his research, even though his wife told him not to do it. Always listen to your wife. Yep. Testing of the virus on Anthony Carter begins. Mm -hmm. I hope he runs away. I like Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony was the last death row inmate that we saw them bring in in the first one. That was the first person that we actually saw Brad bring in. So, Yes, yes. All right. And the episode was directed by Jason Insler. And, of course, uh, they list the writer as Justin Cronin. Mm -hmm. And we had some flashbacks in this episode. We're just going to jump into those real quick. We have Jonas and not Penny. Oh, I love this stuff. <laughs> it should. Oh yeah, I, I love that actress, just Jennifer Farron. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen her in a bunch of other things. Uh, well, but I was about to say it should have been Penny. Yeah, it should have been. It's not Penny's boat. <laughs> uh, we find out she has Alzheimer's. Yes. And she's the early onset of Alzheimer's, and she does not trust him at all because apparently he has some addiction issues. Now, are you talking about Tim? Yeah, Tim. Yeah. Like Tim is a bad, bad dude to get involved with because apparently, like he'll he'll sell you out like at first opportunity. Yeah, and she said he was uh, on some uh, drugs or he was addicted to something. I forgot what it was, but yeah, you don't want to get involved with him. But after the next flashback that we have, looks like this is. I'm trying to figure out when this time frame was because I'm not sure if it was after they came back from seeing the the 250 year old guy or not. But Tim was looking at the research Jonas had and saying it will fix a whole lot of things and change the world. Yeah. So that would make sense because Jonas would probably be super iffy about moving forward with it. If it hadn't been for like the state his wife was in or headed to, like he probably wouldn't have moved forward with this. Actually, now that I look at the the last flashback that was on this episode, I think this was prior to them going to the 250 year old guy. You think? Because Tim, uh, was taking care of the the funding part of it. Jonas was doing the research part. Tim mm-hmm. was the one who was getting the funding, and that's how they ended up with the Department of Defense because okay. they were oh, going to yeah. pay for everything. And, yep. you know, they could have an accelerated timetable since the government can break some rules that other people can't. Like experimenting so, on humans. Yeah, so beings? I'm not really – this may – 
I mean, I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and watch the first episode again. But no, that I, sounds right. I don't think if they just had higher guns with them, it kind of looked more like it was military with them. But. Yeah, it looked like that shadow group. Right. So maybe he had already got the funding before they went there. Like Tim actually had, or Jonas actually had some extra information before they got there. But Elizabeth was totally right because Jonas uh, did cross the ethical line. And that's what she said. You know, if you cross this, don't come to me to talk to. And he doesn't have anybody to talk to now mm-hmm. because she's, her Alzheimer's has progressed quite a bit. She's not really there anymore. Because we get that final look at her, she he goes to see her later on in the episode, at towards the end, and she doesn't know where she is. She doesn't know what day it is, and it's just one of those things. Alzheimer's is one of those uh, diseases that scares the crap out of me because mm-hmm. I, you know, if I can't remember stuff, I would just be like, I would, I, I would worry about forgetting things, and also, you know, other people having to deal with it. But it's just one of those things that scares the crap out of me. Right. Like you wouldn't even know to worry about it. Like you would just be gone. But you would know beforehand. Oh, yeah. It's, it's that like, whole progression that, that of it. That would be terrifying. Like, yeah. Why do I keep forgetting stuff? And then yeah. it would end me with a podcast that would go on forever about me talking about the same thing. <laughs> like, hey, hey, let me rewind that. Yeah. Let me start back to the flashbacks that we had. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, like you said, the episode itself, it picks up um, beyond the flashbacks. It picks up with Amy and Brad still on the run. And, of course, we saw Brad in the stolen sheriff's car. Right. <laughs> and he's literally being chased down by his old shadow group. And uh, he comes up with this ingenious plan. And, again, he was a dad, so he knows how to work this stuff. Where he hides the sheriff's car and he takes Amy and he talks her way onto this school bus. And I was like, oh, okay, so they're going to separate. He's going to put her on the school bus, and he's going to go off, and he's going to meet up with her somewhere or wherever the kids are going. Like, this is cool. And the moms are being all flirty with flirty with them, so can, I totally can, understand that. So she goes. Hold on, she, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got we to gotta mention this whole part that they get there, and he's like, I'm a single dad, and this is my daughter, and, you know, it's her first day, and we forgot her slip and all this. And he's talking her way on to that. And Amy just yeah. jumps in. She goes like, yeah, mom ran off with her trainer who's 27. He has his own YouTube <laughs> channel. <laughs> just like, They're good partners. I love it. I out love of nowhere, it. she's just throwing that out there. And, and the, other, the other women are like, oh. <laughs> Like, I'm going to help you sell this. Because he, he was already making it work, but she just made it real. Yeah, she just jumped straight so in was... with her sarcasm. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was, I, I just cracked up at that point. Right. Uh, and so, of course, she gets on the bus after that, and we see her go all the way to the back, and she gets the first aid kit. So I was like, oh, okay, never mind. So she's just going to get the first aid kit. It's going to get off and go help him. Like, nope. Nope, Brad's getting on the back of the bus, mm-hmm. and none of the kids are screaming. Stranger danger. But like, the one kid takes, looks bad. The one kid, kid does take out his video and start streaming. Uh, you know, taking a video, and Brad takes the phones. There's no cameras on the bus, or no phones on the bus. Right. Just one of those moments of cracking up there. I'm like, yeah, okay, we're guy jumping on the back of the bus. Oh well. Yeah, we're just gonna keep it moving. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess they get to their destination because the next thing we see, they ha- they have another car they've stolen, right? Right. Like, did I miss something? No, they at some other point they got somewhere else. They were in a Volvo. Yep. And yep. 
Yeah. And Brad had no, not Brad, um, like his friend Richards had no way to know like what happened to them, except he, he did talk to the kid again. And he was like, yeah, he took, he took my phone. Well, what's your number? This is the most relatable thing ever. Uh-huh. What's your, what's your phone number? I don't know. It was my sister's phone. What's our phone number? I don't, I don't know. know. What's your mother's phone number? I, I don't, don't know. know. Yeah. Nobody memorizes phone numbers. Like, I've lost my phone or left my phone a couple of times. So there are a couple of emergency numbers that I know by heart, but that's it. Like if you ask me something else, like I, my whole directory, if if I lost that entire directory, I wouldn't be able to talk to anybody I know. Yeah. I, let's see. I know my mom's phone number because it's been the same for, oh, Lord knows since like 1980. Yeah. Um, yeah. And cause it's a landline and I know my wife's phone number. Uh, because I always have to mention that whenever I go anywhere because it's never under my phone number. It's always under hers. Right. And I think that's it. I'm Surprisingly, I don't know your phone number, but, you know, I should by now, but. <laughs> we always text. Like, I, it's it's under my name. Yeah, it's just, I just text. It's just there. It's just te- But, yeah, no one knows any phone numbers. It's like. I, <laughs> it's I, really weird. Yeah. Not so, even sure what the phone number is for 911. I just. I, <laughs> I needed it. I'd be like, is it 411? yeah so brad not not brad richards looks really frustrated uh with the kid but mm-hmm. it, it's again it's relatable and so they're like we'll just get it from the school and hopefully the school has it maybe we'll see yeah um amy gets super freaked out though um they've they've agreed to not leave each other mm-hmm. but brad kind of left her a little bit because he passed out behind the wheel. Right. Like he looked, he was bleeding, still bleeding. And so our industrious, our awesome Amy, she takes the phone and she somehow knows Lila's phone number. What was in his phone? I thought she used the little boy's phone. No. Okay. But that makes more sense. Yeah. He gave that back. It was in his phone. The number was. No, he didn't give that back. Well, the kids, they were going to use that to track Brad and Amy. Well, I thought the kid had the phone. No, the kid had the phone. No, the kid didn't have the phone. Okay. Because they were going to use it to track Amy. Oh, that's right. Never mind. So, so uh, that's why I was a little confused as to how she knew Lila's number. He just dropped it. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, Amy calls Lila and she's like, hey, your ex who you're still in love with looks super bad. I think he's dead. Mm-hmm. And like Lila talks her through with it. And it's just a really great scene. And, and we find out that the, his bleeding did stop. Yes. Yeah, and Amy gets really angry with him after he gets angry with her. It was like, what are you doing? Like, they can track the phone. Like, what do you have? What's happening? Um, and he breaks that phone and they take off. Well, the the one part about this, when uh, Amy is talking to his ex, is she mentions, you know, where they're at. Because she says, where are you? And she's like, I don't know. She looks at the sign that's on the road there. And these are things that Brad sees. You may hear some <laughs> of these later on. So the sign says La Crosse, Wisconsin, and uh, Tomahoe, Wisconsin, Tomaha, or whatever, Wisconsin, that were literally like really close together. However, they're actually like 45 miles apart. Sign was a little bit off, but we're, that's fine. Um, when he comes back, uh, wakes back up after, you know, she tells him to give that little noogie thing on his chest and wakes him up. I loved Amy's eye roll and Stark with him is like, you don't get a die. You don't get a pass out. You owe me a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> you left me. That's it. It was just there. It was just great. At unicorn. I, I loved it. It's their chemistry is so awesome. Yeah. It's like, we'll make a promise to each other. We'll never leave each other ever again. Right. Which comes back to bite Brad in the ass later. Yes, it does. 
but it, it probably worked out for the best because I, I didn't know what they were going to do with him later. Oh, we and we'll talk about did. that more. Yes. All right. So Brad's good and they're on the road again and they go to his, his former military instructor. She's an angry and- hermit. <laughs> what he says. Oh yeah, she's a hermit, and she needs she needs a better security system. It was good, but it could have been better. I I think it was pretty good. I I, she, I imagine she lives out in the middle of nowhere land. So yeah, but they needed more time because like right. between the time where the alarm would go off, like they didn't really have a lot of time to to like run or yeah. get prepped. Yeah, but she although it wasn't, some- is it wasn't really that many of them. It was just. No, but she like did have some serious Brad. firepower hanging around the house. She did. She did. She did. Which immediately makes you think that, yeah, they know each other in the past, didn't they? Yeah. Which we do find out that uh, her name is Lacey, and she was Brad's trainer in the Navy when he was doing land warfare. But now she raises goats, and she's happy. Uh, before the Navy land warfare, she was a nun. Yes. I just want the Lacey life story of how that progressed. <laughs> What was it, what were the steps that made that? We'll see. I'm going to become a nun and I'm going to become a land warfare trainer and be badass. Where there's some there's some background right there. <laughs> uh, maybe 911. Uh, like that that encouraged a lot of people to join up. Yeah, it could be. Maybe she tried to prey on it and couldn't prey on it and just like let me go do something else. Hey, I'll go with that. Like just because we needed a backstory. <laughs> I, I needed a backstory. Yeah. Speaking of backstories, when we're with Lacey, now other things that Brad sees, because Brad has a gigantic TV and knows these things. <laughs> in the background on the wall of Lacey's place is all the clippings and maps about the flu outbreak in China. Oh. She was tracking everything that was going on, prelude to the future, I'm guessing. But mm-hmm. everything on there, she had all these clippings, and you can see them in a couple scenes where it's like a close-up where she is. She has all these clippings about the flu and how it's spreading, and there's this map showing where it was spreading in China. Interesting. So if you missed it, go back and watch it. It's right there, and that seems like right after we meet her, basically. Hmm. Okay. I can see that coming up again. Yep. They better bring Lacey back. Uh, Yeah. They can. They can do it. We didn't actually see. We saw her fall to the ground with a gunshot to the gut. But she has a doctor there. Uh, Well, this is true. Well, yeah, you think about that. This is true because they did not go back in the house and sweep it. Because Brad gave Richards a look. And even though Richards has been doing some really crappy, shady crap, um, like Brad was his friend. Right. Who he got pulled into this whole situation, and he's doing this to a kid. So, like, they're not going to make it worse. He knew Lila was in there. Yeah. Well, they just did come to one thing. That was a kid. They came to get Amy. And that was all they did. Right. Right. So, Lila's good. And okay. I'm going to hope that Lacey is too. Okay. We'll we'll go back with Lila's fine and be with that. Okay. <laughs> For like the shadow group gets to the farmhouse, we have our girl Lila. She knows Brad. She knows Brad better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And she knows about Lacey. Apparently, Richards does not know about Lacey. And uh, she's like, where else would you go? Right. <laughs> and uh, the, Richards thinks that they're headed towards Canada instead. Mm-hmm. I, was she in Chicago to start with? Because it really didn't take her that long to get there. I have no idea where she was. That was my only guess due to the amount of passage of time that she was in Chicago and she just drove straight there. So that 
That's my guess. That's I mean, saying. she's really not marrying that other guy. No. Yeah, we know this. No. She was, <laughs> why would she drop everything and go see them? So yeah. Like, oh, he's hurt? Okay, I'm coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, come on. What do you want? Yeah. Um, Lacey wanted to be the whistleblower on this. And yeah, that's that scared me. That's like why I don't lot. think she's still alive. Because <laughs> he tells her everything so she can atone for everything that she has to atone for. And yeah, he gives her. The I, I wonder if she got the ball rolling already. I like to send the information to some place. It's always a possibility. I'm just. I'm not holding up much hope for Lacey. Not that she knows everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, she could. I mean, we still have. We know the apocalypse still happens because we've had that prelude to you know Amy starting off the show going, and this is how the world ends. <laughs> so, yeah, there is that. It's a little little hard to tell. Okay. We do get the whole backstory of how why Amy reminds Brad of his daughter Eva, and how she died and everything. Mm-hmm. And he just wants to make sure she's safe, and he he kind of acknowledges to, you know, his ex there uh, that he did shut down after that happened, which you mm-hmm. know it's kind of believable. I guess mean, yeah, I could see that happening with people. I would probably have issues if any of my girls had problems too. So. I liked the one part there when Amy asked Brad if he was an assassin. And he <laughs> says no. She goes, "Well, you assassinated some people today." <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry about that. I did. He was protecting you, kid. Right, and I she got that, and you know, and he brings up the whole part. It's like, "You want me to read the book for you so you fall asleep?" And I love the fact that you know she gave him the book that her favorite book there, but made him start over from the beginning. Yeah. Instead of where she was. So that's a whole change. And she like passes out right away. <laughs> Just done. But I see this whole thing of, I, I would love to see the whole thing of him reading the book to her every night before she goes to bed. Oh, like that would be perfect. Or if not, every time we see it progressing, that he's continually reading the book and we just see it getting farther and farther. I like that. That's my hopes. Like just as a way to track like, like their continuing bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that would be great. Yeah, and that would make sense that they would have to let her talk to him like once they've been captured. Mm-hmm. Like, and the fact that they didn't just kill him off outright. Right. Like, if they want Amy to cooperate, like they need Brad. And I think that well, that's going to come to pass at some point because it has to. Because we're not just going to kill off the major character right away. It's just I'm really curious to how that's going to happen. What? How they're going to go with, okay, we need to keep Brad with Amy and everything else so that they're together. Oh, yeah. Like, they'll figure it out. Like, you can't kill him. Right. Well, I guess it's a whole part that, you know, he's very protected of her. So maybe having him there, he'll watch after her versus everybody else. For as long as that facility holds up. Because Uh with all the crap that's happening there and who we have locked up, like, they're they're not going to be able to keep them locked up forever. Oh, no. Oh, well, we do end up with that. Do we want to jump into what happened at the facility now? Because we, yeah. we kind of talk about Lacey getting taken out a little bit faster than I thought she would be. And, you know, that's where after that happens, Brad surrenders. Yeah. To give. Yeah, because he wants to protect her. Well, he gives Lila time to take uh, Amy out back and get her in the boat so they can go to Canada. And, <laughs> yep, Canada. That's right. It's on the Texas-Canadian border right there. That's where they <laughs> were. It gives them the time to go do that, but it doesn't happen because, you know, Amy also promised that she was never going to leave Brad. Mm-hmm. 
So was, the moment he's out there and he's like, yeah, there's no one else in the house. They're gone. She's already gone. You'll never find her. She comes walking out. And he's like, oh, yeah. Hmm. Okay, then. His expression was awesome. Like, what did you do? Uh-huh. And she says, like, we said we wouldn't leave each other. Right. I don't leave you. You don't leave me. I love that part. That's great. Me too. And I think that may have something to do with, you know, in the future with why they're not separated. I just, I don't know how that's going to work out, but I think it has a big play part in it. Oh, for sure. Her just being like, I'm not going to cooperate with you, you know, until I get Brad back. (laughs) Okay. So at the facility, the tech who we saw in episode one, where he was telling Jonas about these dreams that he's been having, that everybody's been having, we see like he's back and I guess he's actually like on the cleaning crew. Right. He has uh, this partner who I guess is an specialized idiot? in working. Huh? His partner who's an idiot. Oh, he's such an idiot. Like, why are you taunting the woman who can invade your dreams and who likes to drink blood? What yeah. is wrong with you? Yeah, but, but he's like knocking on the glass and the guy tells him like, you, you shouldn't do that. You don't want to do that. And well, later mm-hmm. they, I guess they're cleaning out like her area and, the glass isn't there. They're just like near a set of bars. He starts messing with the with the, the younger tech, like the guy who was knocking on the glass. And like he gets his badge and he tosses it, tosses it into the cell so that the guy has to get super, super close to Shauna's cell and like reach inside. And Shauna is just standing there yeah. and you're waiting for her to pounce. And like she doesn't. And so dumb guy goes over and gets closer and close enough for her to rip his throat out like she should have. I really, I was glad she did that because he, he sucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nothing like being pulled up to the bars like that and being killed off. Yeah. He kind of deserved that. Yeah. We'll never know that guy's name now because you know why? He's dead. Why? <laughs> he, he wasn't important. No, he was, should have had a red jumpsuit on or something like that. Right. Now, we had Carter who, you know, was getting his treatments and stuff like that. And he ends up in this dreamland. He's running and doing his other stuff. He, he does mention to Jonas at one time that he's having bad dreams and stuff. But right. he enters dreamland and sees Shauna at the bar. Mm-hmm. Very The Shining. Yeah, very The Shining. Very, very. And Tim is the bartender. And Which kind of puts Carter on 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 pause because right. he he remembers Tim from that first episode from the pilot where Carter was being checked over mm-hmm. and he looked up and saw like Tim there in the dream like right. and his mouth is bleeding yeah. so he keeps seeing this guy the same guy right and so it doesn't make any sense of who this guy is now um, by the way we just got to pull us up with Tim there Tim is uh, played by the McShane um, yeah. By the actor Jane McShane, who, like we mentioned before, we did the Watchers <laughs> of Anarchy, which was the Sons of Anarchy, and he played Cameron Hayes. So, Cammy Hayes. Cammy Hayes. He, who, he took us to Belfast, and he, we didn't want to go to he, Belfast. He did take us to Belfast. No, we did not want to go to Belfast at all. Or not as long as we stayed. No, 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 no. He showed up in season <laughs> one, and yeah, that was one of the thing. And we went, yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, so just you tie in there. There's all sorts of tie-ins of Sons of Anarchy. We find them everywhere. It's just everywhere. Yeah. So again, Liz was right. This dude was not trustworthy. Like he'll steal your credit and your kid. Uh, yeah. Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. No. Yeah, and definitely don't take any drinks from him if he's giving you something that kind of looks like blood. Right. Yeah. Uh, now 
anybody a little confused on Tim there, I believe he's mostly now the master vampire or the master oh, yeah. blood drinker person yeah. with the virus. No, I think he's like the the master. He took or he was bitten by the master. So he has now all of his own underlings, his own minions. Right. And the other guy was killed off, the 250-year-old. We're going to assume that he's right. totally dead dead. He right. could still and I'm pretty a- sure he wasn't the only not vampire right. in the world, but like he was the start of this particular strain. Well, I don't know. He was locked in a cage, so he'd be away from other people. You think if there's, yeah, you don't want to have pretty- all these infected people out there because things will go bad really quick. But yeah. we're also not a hundred percent positive that the two hundred fifty year old guy is actually dead. Dead. True. We just know they shot him. We know they they would have took his body for research purposes. You know, ooh, so he might be locked up somewhere. He could be locked up somewhere. We don't really know what they did to him. And it actually goes back now. It makes sense that they why would they would be working with the government at that point in time, because how else would you steal a body from another country? There you go. So yeah, the um, that two hundred fifty year old guy could be around somewhere, but I do think you know Tim does have the master power of it, and everything else, and he's just kind of. It's being passed down to everybody else. And that's how he, he's got, they all get like a watered down version of what he has. Mm-hmm. And plus they're younger, so it's all affecting him a little bit different. But he clearly still has the power over everything. Right. And Shauna even says that with, uh, that, you know, you need to listen to what he's saying. Fall in line. Right. And, you know, Tim does that whole, you're going to pay one way or the other and uh, pulls out one of his teeth. Got to get the vampire teeth. No, got to get the blood-sucking teeth in there. I can't say vampire. Yeah, because, again, that goes back to the pilot where we saw Tim and Jonas immediately after Tim had healed mysteriously. Mm -hmm. And, like, his mouth was bleeding because his teeth were coming out. Right. Yeah, he loses teeth. Oh, my God. Yeah. Carter, run away. Uh, Definitely. But it's too late. They've already started the experiments. Right. And after this is when Jonas runs into Carter in the building and mentions about having bad dreams. And Jonas, you know, asks if there's anything interesting about his dream. So Jonas tells him about Tim and passes along the message that he's already changed the world, but he just has to wait and see how. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just wondering what the effects on Carter are going to be. Like he has to be younger than, than Shauna because like, they've been progressively getting younger inmates, right? I th- yeah, I believe they have been, so. Okay, so he might not be as bad as what Shauna is. I I just I don't want I don't want Carter. I, I already like the guy even though we know he's a murderer, but he might not have been guilty. We don't know. Stuff happens. No. Well, I think he said he was guilty, but I can't. Okay, fine. Um yeah, I don't Never know. mind then. We'll have to find out and see. I still sympathize cuz he's being night stalked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that. Um Spoiler alert here. Uh, Carter is not younger than Shauna. Well, the actor is not younger than her. Well, yeah, it doesn't look it, but. <laughs> He's 34. She's like. Uh, in her 20s. Yeah, in her 20s still. Okay. No, she's 30. He's 34. So close enough, but whatever. Okay. Spoiler. <laughs> Just looking up stuff. Um, I don't know. No, I am, because they had the idea to go younger. Right. Like how young? Uh, about Amy's age. That'll work. <laughs> Let's go with that. And 
I don't know. Her other reason for surrendering, too, is like, I don't know. Maybe she knew that at some point in time, if they don't take Amy, they're just going to take somebody else because they did talk about that. Mm-hmm. And she just probably overheard it. But if it's not her, it's going to be another person who's going to get taken. It just, you know, there's a lot of kids out there. People go missing. There right. You go. I don't know. I am looking forward to the next episode. Oh, me too. Like, I'm enjoying the show already. And we only get 10 episodes this season. I'm good with that. Yeah. Oh, me too. Me too. I just hope that Fox commits. Like, I want I want the whole story out there. I do too. And I, I really hope so. I haven't really checked to see what the ratings are on it, but a lot of people are talking about it. So it sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a lot of people live tweet it. That's how I kind of go with it. Like, mm-hmm. that's my barometer. Yep. And, like, the ratings have been good. I think they said the ratings were up from what it was this time last year. Hmm. This time last year, it just aired. Yeah, for that. No, for, oh, for I the mean, ti- for that time slot. For the they time they slot. use that as a barometer, too. Gotcha. I was like, did I miss a whole season or something? <laughs> you did, Brad. Is, is there another person that I missed? I, whatever. <laughs> okay. So we will have, like I said before, um, this is like our first episode on this. We got to get it out there, and we didn't record ahead of time. So it may be a little delayed, but if you follow along, we'll be covering the rest of it. I believe we're looking at episodes that drop probably on Thursdays. Yeah. Something the, like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And we'll narrow that down a little bit more later on. But that's the plan. Yep. And if we have something else that we want to ramble about, um, we'll definitely do it here for you guys to, to read and see. Um, the way we're going to have uh, everything lined up, we'll have the passage for sure. Mm-hmm. And if we have any movies or anything that we want to talk about, we'll drop those as well. Right. And if there's anything y'all want us to talk about, you know, let us know. And be sure to share us out there on the social media and stuff like that because, you know, we're getting out there. Mm-hmm. And if you are a Battlestar fan, like we love Battlestar, uh, we had our 200th episode of Brad and Court Talk over at Pure Fandom. Uh, we did a commentary on episode one, titled 33. Uh, yes, it was awesome. <laughs> we had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, so check that out for sure. But yeah, uh, yep. like we said before, this is our podcast that we're just going to, we're distracted with stuff. So we're just jumping into it and going. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, let us know what's distracting you these days. You can email us at genredistraction at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Jindev. He's Brad ZB. So, and until next time, Brad, you don't leave me, I won't leave you.